Hey, all you listeners, it's Maylee Thomas. It's time for another show, and I've got Jamie Richards in the house today. He's in the studio with me, which makes it really great because he can actually play something live for us, which he's going to do. And what a super sweet guy he is. I'm sure many of you are already familiar with his music, but if you aren't, you're going to love it. I don't want to take up too much time. I do want to do a song um, off one of my older records called Give It Away because this is a time of season when I think it's it's a good time for us to do that. And so um, I'm going to play it for you now, and we'll be right back with my friend Jamie Richards right here on Texas Homegrown Music. Well, hey, everybody. We're back on Texas Homegrown Music, and my guest today is Jamie Richards. Welcome to the show, Jamie. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. Well, you're in the, driving in from, um, where are you at? Weather- Weatherford. Weatherford, yeah, Texas. Weatherford. Just bought a house there about two months ago. and uh, You also just got married. I know. That was weird. It was a, within a week of each other. Really? Well, tell <laughs> yeah. me about that. Well, uh, we had the wedding date planned, and she had a house 
in Saginaw, and I have a house in Oklahoma. And anyway, she was she decided she wanted to sell it and look for something else. So we, we started looking around for some houses, and all of a sudden we found one we li- liked, but she also put hers up for sale, and the very first people that looked at it bought it. Wow. So that means I was thinking oh, yeah, six. Yeah, you're thinking you had a lot of time. I was thinking right? six months. <laughs> and uh, the wedding date was already set, so it was it was time to move. So we moved into that new house and got married all within about a two-week period. Wow, you just did it all, jumped yeah. all in completely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. You've been newlywed. Yeah, she's, uh, her name's Stephanie. She's, uh, she's, she's something else. Well, she's supposed to think that about somebody if you marry them, right? Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, she, uh, she was a flight attendant for a lot of years, and now she's working as an insurance examiner. So uh, she's great, and we get along great, and, you know, it's all good. I've it's known her for a couple of years is all, but we met in Las Vegas during the NFR. Oh, wow. And okay. uh, it just, like, instant from th- that day on, it was just. Oh, my gosh. You, are you, <laughs> are you going to have to write some songs about it, I'm sure. Jane. I told her she's already going to ruin my, my writing because. <laughs> you're going <gonna, laughs> to be writing those sad my, love you've songs You've listened to my anymore. catalog, you know. <laughs> so uh, the sad songs are getting a little bit harder to come come up with. But maybe I can turn it around. Well, I tell you what, it's a beautiful thing, and I'm happy for you because it's yeah. a tough life out there when you're not sharing it with somebody. Oh, I agree. I mean, especially you know, when you get a little bit older and you're not a kid anymore, and all of a sudden there's a lot of, you know, you need somebody with you. You know, I don't want to sit around by myself. I think we were created to be with somebody. So, yeah. Um, I I know this. Um, I've got a couple of girlfriends that are single right now, and they're just. <laughs> There, we need to write some songs. I'm, about I'm thinking <laughs> they're probably they're probably not thrilled, and because of the dating scene, you know, I mean, I was in it pretty heavy, and you know, I never went through a dating service, and I met a lot of women and, and girls. And, well, you know, I, that, that, I would imagine it's got to yeah. be tough to be a singer and um, have you know when they find out you're single. Did you yeah. get some notes sent up to you? What would I they? probably had a couple here and there, of course, but I, you know, I. Mostly just like just straight up there and say, hey, are you well, you want to go somewhere and then blah blah blah, and uh, never worked out real well for me actually. <laughs> <laughs> that part of it didn't. I don't know. It was except the last one. I mean, she it was it just it was just right. I guess when you know you know. Well, that's true. Yeah. And um, I think that probably she recognizes that um, you've got this life that is on the road. Yeah. Is she okay with that? She is. In fact, you know, she's she don't have a jealous bone in her body and and she's very uh confident in herself. So you really need to have both those things to make it work if you're if you're wanting to be with someone that's in the music business or travel bit traveling around whatever, you know, at any business I guess. Well, you know, I got smart. I I hired my guitar player and then um we we were friends for about six months but then we started dating and it made it a lot easier because yeah. that way we were just doing it together all the time. Yeah, for sure. And uh otherwise it's rough. I went through a bunch of them before that. Oh <laughs> me too. But uh not marriages, just uh Yeah, no, dating. me too, not marriages. Yeah. But I, I was married before and yeah. uh I did that I got that seven year itch. Yeah. I mean we literally divorced after seven years. So that's real, I guess. <laughs> it's real. Yeah. In fact I I have some friends that uh were fr- that we met them about seven years ago and they're pretty much like our best friends, but I told them the other day because uh oh. I started scratching my neck. I said, you know what we're coming up on? Oh, no. <laughs> they started laughing. Uh, you know, I I have to say, I have to admit, Jamie, that I didn't listen to a lot of your music until we talked about having you on the show, and I'm just blown away at not only your um, just your voice, but your songwriting. Of course, Thank I you. did a little dig and find out that you've been a songwriter, and I guess you started out as a major songwriter for years well yeah you know i started you know like 17 18 singing you know in, in oklahoma and the little bars even back then because you know you could you could get away with it maybe still can some in some towns but uh started out with a band but i, I really did start writing when i was a teenager did you were you did you know early on that you had this gift because were you writing poetry or did you just always know it was a song i think i didn't really write any poetry okay. it just seemed like i was always trying to come up with a song yeah uh, it never really felt like I transitioned into anything. It just felt like that I was 
born to do it. What what predicated it? Did you have something inside of you that you wanted to get out? I mean, I know I know for me, I always, you know, I kind of had a troubled childhood. I had a lot right. of things that I went through, and so I always felt like songwriting for me was therapy. Yeah, you know, it was an opportunity for me to kind of get out some of these things that I had inside. Yeah. Um, what was your impetus? Do you think? You know. My mother was a piano player and a gospel singer, and I sang gospel too. You know, from five years old, you know, she had me out, and they had the all-night singing conventions back in the day. Oh yeah, uh, I played and, in a lot of. Oh yeah, and I and they had you know I got to camp play camp meetings. They used to call camp them. meetings exactly. They had some all-night like Conway, Oklahoma had one, a couple more places, you know, and it was just me and my mother, and she played piano, and I'd stand up and sing, but it was like. Uh, the Florida boys, I mean, all these big Blackwood, they were all, I mean, they were all at these things. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was just like, Let's, we need a 15-minute break, put him on, you know. But uh, I remember meeting all those that, those groups. There'd be thousands of people at these things, you know, oh, like yeah. a big festival. You know, like I they bet they me. loved having this little boy get up there and belt out some songs. They, they probably did. You know, we have no video of it. You know, yeah, I know, nothing. back then, yeah. we didn't have anything A few like pictures, that. you know, I've seen, and I think most of the old pictures even went away. Uh because people just, I don't know, it's didn't, it wasn't as easy back then to take pictures and hang on well, to them. Well, think about how hard it was for us, too, to come up with song ideas and keep them. I mean, you yeah. had to find a cassette tape. And, you oh, know, definitely. And then I yeah. thought how great it was whenever they came up with that handheld. Yeah. And now, my goodness, with the phone. I yeah. Mean, I can, I'm driving down my car, and I'll get an idea, and I just you yeah. know, sing it into my phone. That's helped me a lot, too, because I, <clears throat> you always think you're going to remember that idea. Then you get home and you're like, well, what was that? Oh, I, and you know what? I've written songs in my dreams and thought, yeah. oh, it was so real. I'll, I'll never forget yeah. it. And then I wake up and I don't remember it. Yeah. Oh, I know. I, I'll never forget one time. I was writing with a guy named Jim Rushing. Now, he, he's a great songwriter. had a bunch of big hits and in Nashville when I was signed to Curb. And we went to lunch just an hour and came back and we didn't record it and we both could not remember oh, you know you songs and it, yeah the songs the melodies on songs are so intricate just a little bit of difference right and you just and you're trying to remember it back and you're just you don't quite have it yeah. and you never find it again i know so. well, you know george and i went early on in our marriage and uh playing together we used to write songs literally at a gig because that's back when i don't know if yeah. you I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. We were doing three-hour gigs, like, you know, and we were playing. Uh, we'd be there from 10 to 2. Oh, yeah, I've done many, uh, you even know? five hours. Yeah, and, I've done, yeah. I mean, you know, bar, and so bars, we'd be on stage, yeah. and we'd just go into something, and we, yeah. afterwards we'd go, oh, we got to remember that. Yeah. We couldn't, for the life of ourselves, yeah. remember what we yeah. did. If you'd had, a, I, had, <laughs> I had that had phone your, then. Had your iPhone, <laughs> you'd have been all, all about it. Well, so you've got this. Um, I know you dropped this new single on the end of yeah. October. Um, are, are you working on a new record? Because I know you, your last record was 2021, and there's a lot yeah. of really good songs on there, by the way, which we're going to play from. Okay. Yeah, I, I am. In fact, you know, uh, the last one, we went in and cut that at the Fort Worth Sound there with Bart. You know, he you probably know that little organization over there, but. He's great, and uh, you know, I had a got to do a duet with David Ball, and I had Tommy Alberson in on one. Oh yeah, and, I love Tommy. And he and I wrote that little silly song together, "Great Minds Drink Alike," which those kind of songs go over so great. Oh yeah, anyway. but for sure. But uh, anyway, it ended up. Uh, I, I it's I'm not ready to do one, but I need to be ready to do one. So well, you know I, I need I, to be writing more. I you know you can you can get a lot of um, you can get a lot more. Um, I think you can get a lot more distance now because a lot of people are just dropping singles. Yeah, that's as true. As they go, and and then at the very end, you know, they'll come out with a record. Yeah. So I would just, I would just explore doing that. Yeah, you know, you're right. You know, I'm, I'm I was thinking old school. You have to cut a whole album. You know, at least ten or twelve, fourteen songs I used to cut. But you know, you were talking about this this new song that's coming out right at home that I just had out for uh, a it's month just, or so, yeah. and. Uh, that song, I guess I can tell the truth on that song. I wrote that song uh, with another guy out in Nashville, but that song actually was recorded 20 years ago. Well, and that's all right. That's a, a good song is a good that's, song, that's no matter a, when it that's is. That's a vocal from 20 years ago on that wow. song. But, I mean, it's and it, sound, it sounds, nobody really catches it. They will now. No one really catches that, you know, because I don't sing a whole lot different than I did then, you know. 
Well, but, that I hear, I can hear songs that I've done 20, 30 years ago, and I can definitely tell a little bit of a difference in, in my your, voice. In your voice that's yeah. me listening. Yeah, sure. Oh, I can too. Oh, yeah. I, I can hear some spots. But, um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, I think it's great when people go back and visit a song they wrote many yeah. years ago and, yeah. um, and bring it back to life because. Uh, like I said, a good song is a good song, and look what people are doing now. Yeah. They're going back and pulling out classic songs and, re- and sure. renewing them from 30, 40 years ago. Sure, and that and 90s country is what's hot it is. for my crowd. Mm-hmm. So, and that album was cut like early. Most of those songs were cut as demos only. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm talking about the early years. On right. you, you may be talking about the real deal album, but the the early years album is one I put out recently, but it's really just 16 demos okay. that I had that I wrote years ago. And that Ride at Home came from that. And um, and was that like what that what I would have called a scratch vocal and you just used no, it? No, we probably worked on the vocal a little bit. Okay. But it was probably, you know, it was, you know, you go in there, when I was a songwriter for Curb Publishing, and Walt was there too. That's yeah. how I got to know Walt. And uh, we would do five songs in three hours. And, wow. and that would be that would be tracking with a scratch, and then I'd go back and sing them, and you know, take a few minutes on them, you know, or thirty minutes, or maybe an hour, if I was having an issue. But that's about as long as we spent on them. But it was you cut you want five songs in three hours, and that's what that's how they kind of did the demo session in Nashville. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's a great song, and I'm glad you decided to to bring it back out. So we're gonna play it for everybody right now. It's called Right at Home. Um, we're listening to Jamie Richards, if you guys just tuned in. I'm right here on Texas Homegrown Music, and I'm really pumped because he brought his guitar in the studio <laughs> today, and we're going to play some live stuff for you. I know you're going to love it, but you're going to love this song. If you have not listened to it yet, go pull it off. I'm, You know, I'm a big proponent of telling people to buy their music, but I know that this is just out as a single, so you're going to have to stream it right now. Yeah. And um, but but go ahead and do that. Yeah. And then if you have an opportunity to see Jamie live, please do it. I'm I'm so glad that we're back to being able to play again. Mm-hmm. You know, live oh, sure. audiences, and I think people appreciate us coming yeah. back now. And they're they're coming out a lot more. Yeah, I agree. So um, so come out and see Jamie. We'll talk about some shows he's got coming up. But right now, Jamie Richards, right at home, right here on Texas Homegrown Music, and we'll be right back. <laughs> I used to spend most of my nights chasing those neon lights And home was my last destination Just a cold and lonely place Till it was filled with your warm embrace Now I hate to leave cause it feels like a vacation I feel at home Thanks to Through my door, it always felt so wrong. Now I feel right at home. It's the same old four-room house, but a lot has changed since love's around. It's amazing how I see things so different. So dim the lights and pour the wine. We'll lock the world outside this moment with you. Is heaven sent? I feel right at home Thanks to your loving arms Before you walk through my door It always felt so wrong Now I feel right at home Before you, I could use be found with my friends out on the town. I feel right at home thanks to your loving arms. Before you walk through my door, it always felt so wrong. Now I Home. 
Well, hey, everybody, we're back with Jamie Richards. And so I listened to your bunch of your so stuff last night and today, and there's one particular song that I really love, and you're going to play it live, and it's called I'll Have Another. And the first thing I thought of when I heard that song was, um, it's kind of like a country version of Love the One You're With. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. you know, it's a sad song, but it's also an, uh, a song that talks about how, I mean, how many people, though, go through life where they actually feel like they not they they missed it with the person that they were supposed to be with? Don't you think there's I a think, few people out I there? I think lots, yeah. I, yeah. I, I know I've got some exes yeah. that, that feel that way with oh, me. Yeah. I'm like, dude, yeah. you didn't get your act together in yeah, time. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> Can't wait around too long. You played around too long. Yeah. But um, I know you have a pretty significant story behind this song, so you want to share it with me? Sure. Yeah, I... Uh, I had a guitar player. He's out of Texarkana, and his name was Shannon, and he was a great guitar player, really good telly, uh, B-bender guy, you know, uh, all that chicken-picking stuff, great player. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, he uh, he had he kind of had this hook, and I I said, I like that. I said, let me work on that. I said, I, I, the hook's really close, and I think I can figure out a way to do it, and, and the hook really did evolve because, you know, I'll have another release talking about a drink, too. Right, you know? I know. And that's kind of where I took it in, and, you know, and plus I'll have another, you know, girl, girl if I can't or, have you, which right. is the same thing. <clears throat> right. So he uh, he said, okay, that's fine. So I, t I took took his hook, and I, I wrote the song, and uh, he didn't really help on the song, but he, you know, I, then I sent him a copy, and he just, you know, he just flipped out. He thought it was so great, great song. He loved it. And uh, he was a little bit of a troubled soul, and, and he ended up, uh, you know, committing suicide. And every time I do the song, I always, that enters my mind every time I do it, you know, because it's so sad for me because he was only 33 maybe. Ugh. So, uh, but <clears throat> I think it's a good spun song, and, and it's a lot of people love it. And uh Cody Jinks uh, even learned it and played it for me when when I was sitting at a show for him. He played the uh, played my you know the song here. Oh wow! He just liked it that much. Wow! He cut it for it. I'm concerned. He'll yeah. just jump all over it. Yeah. I did have a Cody Jinks cut too with uh, a couple of albums or an album or two ago on that double headed wolf. I had one I called Whiskey. I, I, I had that. one called Whiskey that I wrote with a guy named Casper McQuaid. But uh, anyway, so. I guess I'll have another is has been around a while and people really like the song, you know. I love it. Yeah, thank you. So why don't you play it for me? Yeah, I, all right, let me have a little drink here. Yeah, go for it. Um, we're gonna have Jamie Richards play live for you guys right now. I'll have another, so listen sure up. Thing. You're gonna love it. held together by a rusty guitar string singing songs and neon lights different stage every night same old dreams Lord she put up with so many things she never should have to and I can't blame her walking away I gave her all that I had left to give but not enough to make her stay if I can't have the one I want then I'll have another glass of whiskey can't take the place of a friend and a lover but it's all I know to do you sit here and drown the truth Lord knows I really love her if I can't have the one I want then I'll have another crowd came to hear me play but I'm 500 miles away tonight got that old familiar feeling 
When you know someone is leaving, it's a fact. I don't want to be alone, but no matter how I try, you know I need to act my age. I always say I'm going to give it up this time. As a pretty girl brings a shot up to the stage. If I can't have the one I want, then I'll have another. A glass of whiskey can't take the place of a friend and a lover. But it's all I know to do is sit here and drown the truth. Lord knows I really love her. If I can't have the one I want, then I'll have another. If I can't have the one I want, then I'll have another. You make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> my boy about made me cry. I wasn't warmed up very good. Oh, my goodness. Well, that was beautiful, Jamie. And, um, you know, I, I so admire somebody that can grab their guitar and, and play like that. And clearly you've been doing this for a while. But oh, well, it doesn't you. really matter if when you got the it. When did you know that you had um, found this thing, that you knew that you found what it was that, you're, that you were born to do? Well, you know, I always thought I could sing a little, so but uh, I never really realized I could write until I was probably more into my, actually could maybe become a good songwriter until I got signed on. Well, that's not exactly true. I actually wrote quite a few songs before I signed on with Curver. They wouldn't have signed me. Right. But anyway, but I hadn't written. But when did you know? Like, you know when like did I know? Well, I knew for sure uh, that I was capable of writing a song, I think, when I started writing, you know, more and more, like, around 20, 21. But then when I got the writing deal and when I was 26 or 7, that was more like I wrote with a lot of good writers, and they really took me to school, you know, like, taught me so much how to write. I mean, and I wanted to learn, you know, and I, I never – did get upset you know when someone tells you that's written in the hall of fame writers hall of fame like Roy Burke or one of those guys I wrote with that wrote beautiful girl in the world and you name it looks so good in love for George Strait just to name a couple that he's wrote you know what can you say I mean they know what they're doing so they taught me a whole lot and, and I finally figured out that you know I could do that so I just worked hard at it and you know we had to write I wrote about 50 songs a year and uh -huh. that that sounds like a lot and it is a lot because I, I sure ain't, don't do it anymore but yeah, but I only had to write 12 full songs if I co-wrote it'd be 24 you know right. three of us 36 so, sure. but I'd write about 50 and then I'd take them in and then they'd say well we like these five we're going to demo these five or something like that and that's kind of how but I finally and who was the first person that you went oh my gosh they're going to record my song well that you, that, <laughs> I mean that you went this has got to be good they want to do my song yeah well <clears throat> I think uh I shouldn't say the first, but it's been several. So tell me some I've of had, the ones that just well, you know, Hal Ketchum cut one of my songs, yeah. and that that song there, uh, I wrote with a guy named Bill Abounty, who wrote The Weekend, and it's called uh, pretty much "That's What You Get for Loving Me" was the title, and Hal cut it. I heard it; it was great, and the record never came out. Oh. Curb never put it out. Never, they never put the album out. They, oh, I've heard that story a yeah. few hundred times, unfortunately. With, with Curb. But anyway, yeah. Uh, the thing that Curb did the most for me, it, it got me off the hammered framing houses. Yeah. It let me work music full, full time. time. And that, that's when I kind of said, okay. I can get you know I can, I can I can I can hang with these people I think so. Oh, you don't just hang with them, honey. You're like <laughs> you're flying. 
Well, thank um, you. But I think the How Catch'em cut, even though it didn't come out, you know, the first cut I got was on a guy named Ken Mellons. I don't know if y'all remember Ken Mellons or not. He had a, I'm just an old jukebox junkie. Spend it. That was a big hit for him. And he had two or three more. He, he probably cut a half a dozen of my songs because he was real country and I was writing country. Uh, of course, I've had... You know, Fowler cut loose, loud, and crazy. Me and him wrote that together. Yeah, that's, and that's funny. <laughs> I was listening to that this morning. <laughs> and that thing has been, he's cut, he's opened up with that show for 20, it's 20 uh, years. I know. It's 20 years since Well, we, you since know, one of, uh, in fact, um, Burr's Century Law, who were sitting in the studios for them here at KHY, yeah. Jason's a huge Kevin Fowler fan. And when I told him that you were coming in, he was so, he was so bummed that he was oh. out of town. But, um, yeah. You know, that's what I'm saying. It's got to be cool to not only have your own, you know, to have your own gift out there and you're traveling and doing your own thing, but have other people singing your yeah. songs. That's a. I've always felt like that a was a good pat thing. on the back. I mean, even for cover bands covering my stuff, you yeah, know, I love it. I don't absolutely. have I don't have any issue with it. No, not I think at all. It's great. I'd be thrilled. And whether if I it's heard my song good or cover terrible, band. who cares? Or they're, they're <laughs> trying their best. <laughs> they're, to yeah, sing they're their loving song. it. They're loving yeah. it enough to want to sing it. Exactly. Well, um, there's another song that we're going to play that probably is one of your biggest hits. I would think close to it. Um, I know it's got tons of streams on Spotify. Yeah. Um, called Man in the Neon Moon. Give me a little bit of background on that before we play that. Okay. Well, that was written with a guy named Jason Deer. Jason Deer uh, found founded the group Shadaisy. Okay. You remember those three yeah. girls? Yeah. Well, those were three Mormon girls, you know, in Nashville, and they, they hadn't drank a beer between any of them, you know, in their entire life. So they was about as far as country from country, right. you know, like what you think of as a country singer. But uh, he, he's a good friend of mine, still is a great friend of mine. And uh, he and I wrote a, a song uh, for a Brazilian girl, and uh, Simcara, and it was in Portuguese. You know, he had to translate it from okay. English. But, and so the guy that translated also was a third writer on it. And her name was Win, uh, Vanessa Camargo, but she sold a million records. Wow. So I ended up getting a song, but Jason produced her too. But anyway, he and I, he, was come, he came up to my house in Nashville, and we sat down and wrote The Man in the Neon Moon uh, in one afternoon, really, wow. probably about four hours. But I just love the minor in it and, and the slide me up. Too. And it Those was, changes in yeah. that song are just, they moved me. Yeah, I think when radio or anybody heard it, it they were taken back. And I believe that, you know, I was looking at my songs one day, and I got a got a radio promoter that, you know, calls the radio stations for me and, and get, gets my songs played, but... He had never seen or heard of the song, and I, I looked on my Spotify, and it was, you know, three times. Blowing it, up. And, and it wasn't even out yet. I mean, it was just <laughs> on the album. I mean, it was already out doing every single I ever had, and I go, I think this will be the single. Yeah. So, I think mean, now it's got like over 700,000 streams on, yeah. on Spotify alone, yeah. and so it's it done real w well. So, I, anyway, we sit, Jason and I sit down and wrote that, and. You know, that's, that's kind of where I come from, kind of the old dance halls and the old beer joints, you know, playing and singing. But anyway, it ended up being a, a great song, and people, you know, they always want to hear it, just like a couple others I have. But that, that's been a big tune, and it's really outdone itself for, for you know, you know, songs have lives for a lot of reasons. They have a life because, well, I'll just say this, a, a really good song can save you a lot of promotion money. <laughs> but you still have to have a lot of promotion money, something I had never really had behind me much, you know. So it's kind of a of a one fan at a time thing for me, you know, through the years. And it's built up pretty nicely, you know. We we play we play quite a lot, and I got a good band, you know. I'm having a great time. But with the right the right guy behind that, or the right money behind it, or the right singer behind it, it I think it'd be huge. I think it's a beautiful song, and yeah. I can't wait for everybody. To, if you haven't heard it before, I don't know where you've been, and because. Um, I, if you pull up Jamie Richards, this song comes up on uh, oh, yeah. on Google and everything yeah. else, you know, because people love it. Yeah. It's called Man in the Neon Moon, and it's a beautiful song. And it, it kind of it's it, it it's not exactly in the same vein as most country songs. No, but you pull it off, baby. It's, yeah, well, thank you. It's beautiful. Well, we're gonna play it right now, right here on Texas Homegrown Music with Jamie Richards, Man in the Neon Moon. And we'll be right back with some more music from Jamie. Driving down a lost highway Dim lights come into sight 
Flashing sun rays neon moon Shining up through the dark of night Walking through the front door Only silhouettes on old bar stools Hopelessness lays heavy like the Smoke around the room Smoke around the room When your eyes adjust to the darkness You'll see the man that calls this place home He's a king among losers Sitting on his smoky throne The jukebox moans while he sits there alone Making love to his whiskey on ice Everyone knows his name He relives his pain at that table every night He'll say, son, don't make the same mistakes Don't do the things I do Talking to the man in the neon moon. If you want to know about limits, talk to a man of the law. If you want to know about salvation, Talk to a man of the cloth But if you want to know about sorrow That runs deeper than time, my friend Just sit right down beside him He'll be talking to the right man The jukebox moans while he sits there alone Making love to his whiskey on ice Everyone knows his name He relives his pain at that table every night He'll say, son, don't make the same mistake Don't do the things I do You're talking to the man in the neon here every night The man in the neon moon Well, hey guys, you're really lucky. You're getting to hear some really good music, some nice stories, and just an all-around good human being that I got next to me, my new friend, Jamie Richards. <laughs> we, you know, I, yeah. I lived in Oklahoma for a while, honey. Even though I am a Texan, we're so close. I still feel yeah. like that it's it's all the same here. But um, I know you've got some shows coming up um, in the area that we want to tell people about so they can come and see you around here. You're going to be playing... Um, the Black Hawk Casino on the fifteenth. Yeah, that that is in that's in Shawnee, Oklahoma. That was a little. That's all right. Away. That's yeah. not that far. Yeah. We got people that's listening. Right. And then you're going to be at the Railhead on a Tuesday night on December the nineteenth. Yeah. And the Peach, which is a new club, I guess you said um, that Scott Hall opened that up. He did. Over yeah. There he's, in he just Weatherford, got it open. Texas. Yeah, it's been open a few months. Well, so that's a nice little listening room that you're going to be playing. And then, of course, you're going to be at the Fort Worth Stock Show in January. So, you guys, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are listening right now that are going to be going to that. And he's going to be playing that first Saturday um, over at the White Elephant. Yeah. So um, make yourselves get, get over there and listen, into ja listen to Jamie because he's got some beautiful songs, some great stories. And I'll tell you what, I'm so impressed with how easy it is for you to just belt those things out right here <laughs> without any uh, uh, warming up or anything. Yeah. You didn't sound squeaky to me, baby. Okay. Um, we're going to play a song called Last Call. And I know it's one of your older ones, but I think you have a really nice little story. Yeah, this song, uh, you know, anywhere we play, this is one of the main songs that get 
gets, you know, people want to hear it. So uh, I wrote this song with a guy named Wade Battle, and Wade Battle at the time, uh, I was writing at Curb, and he was working with some people, but he, he wasn't signed a publishing deal at the time, I don't think. But he, uh, he was just 23 years old. But he also ended up playing for Jamie Johnson, and he played in his band for a long time and wrote some Jamie Johnson cuts himself. He's a fabulous writer. I mean, I, he was, I was probably, you know, 43, and he was 23, you know, wow. at the time. And he, but he had it going on, and he, he played, he played backward and upside down on the guitar. He's left-handed, so he had the, the, oh, little, wow. the little, little string was on the top, big oh, string wow. on the bottom. I actually wrote with another guy named Keith Perry that, that also played also that way. Also did that. And played over here. When all, it's totally... It's hard to follow what they're oh, doing. Oh, yeah, and as, a, and as another player, <laughs> how confusing would that be if yeah. you don't know the song and you're trying to look at the fingering you might, and you there's well, no way. You might as well forget it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. And I knew what was coming up, and I couldn't figure out what he was doing. You know. <laughs> but uh, he, uh, he's a talented guy. We sat down at, at Curb. That Curb had some rooms where they let you go in and write. You know, when I was writing there, I wrote there from 99 to, like, 04, 2004. And... Uh, they let you go in and write songs in their rooms. And I mean, it was just, you know. Tell me real quickly, because I've heard this from a lot okay. of people. I know a lot of writers. What's it like? Because they, they pretty much just, they call you and say, hey, we've got a writing session for you today with so-and-so. And you just go in there and meet them and yeah. just start kind of trying to figure out what you're going to write about? I think the first part of the, of the day is kind of getting to know each other a little bit. And then I think, then it's more like, when are we going to go eat? You know, lunch. <laughs> If it was my husband, he'd be yeah. getting pizza yeah. delivered. <laughs> He's done that in lessons. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you, oh, yeah. early on when he was taking guitar lessons, all of his teachers loved him because yeah. he always brought lunch in. That's awesome. <laughs> That's, that was a good idea. We probably didn't have enough money for pizza. I don't know, but we were we were we would sit there and talk about you know. I'd say, well, what do you got? You got any? Whoever would got be any in. ideas? Yeah, I've got this. And I got this. I got. What do you got? Well, I got this. And he said, Oh hell, let's go eat. You know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we'd come back after lunch, and hopefully we would. This is generally how it works. That's actually me. not a bad idea, though, because yeah. you kind of get to have some conversation. For sure. And there's no, yeah. um, you're not in there with the pressure of trying to come up with something. No, like no, I didn't feel a whole lot of pressure. I mean, I wondered when I got signed. That's what I was kind of talking about earlier. I wondered if I could write on demand. Right. And I could. Yeah. And I, I never had before. Every song I'd ever written was something that came to me. Right. And I had to had to, had some time you to You never think looked about at it. it like a job. No, I never looked at it as a job. You know, I didn't have that many songs. I probably took about twenty five songs in the curb that I'd written, you know, in my whole life. I okay. was twenty six years old, so right. I'd written about twenty, twenty five songs. Right. That's all I'd written, so I wasn't writing very much and but they all were songs that came to me naturally and I sat down and, you know, but I didn't know if I could write when someone said, "Okay, you're gonna go Sit in. Down and write. You're gonna go in Monday mm -hmm. at, at nine or ten o'clock with this person, and then you're gonna be with this other person at two o'clock." I did a lot of those, like oh, wow. two, two in the same day, and two right. different people. I mean, right. but uh, that's kind of how it worked for me writing, you know. And you know, some people are really fast. Like I wrote with Buck Moore, who wrote all kinds of hits in in thirty minutes. You know, and, and if he took more than 30 minutes, you know, he's he having like, a bad day. He, he'd lost it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I can't do nothing in 30 minutes. I yeah. mean, I, I have to really look at each line and think about each line really hard and long. And and uh, anyway, so that's kind of the way it is with me. So when I when I get with – I wrote with a couple of young Texas guys, and they're all just so rambunctious and so excited, and I'm just like, just relax because this ain't – it ain't a race. You know, it might we're take cooking a, something. Yeah, here. it might take us six months to write this. Yeah. You know, yeah. we may not figure out the, the second verse till, you know, something hits you. A year from now, I don't know. Yeah. But it, you know, I don't want to just write a song to say we wrote a song. Right. So that's kind of way I looked at it, and you know, I, but I wrote with some great writers, and they taught me a lot about it. But anyway, last call was Wade and I. We went inside the curb room, and he, uh, he said. I got this call. He said, "I seen this. I seen this record in Memphis. He lived in Memphis. He said, it said the first call after last call on the side of this record, you know, like picking up the drunk driver, you know." And I said, "He, we could write that." And I said, well, "That's cool." I said, "Hell, let's throw a girl in there. Let's make it. <laughs> let's make it interesting. <laughs> let's Just make like it. the movies, right? Yeah. They got a storyline, yeah. and they're like, we got to have a love interest.' <laughs> yeah, let's throw the girl in there, and you know, 
she's my last call after last call. So that's how it was born. And it was the song is totally just about the guy can't get over the girl. He keeps he always says, you know, don't let me call her tonight, no matter what I say. You right. know, take my phone away, whatever. Right. And he just can't help himself because he really probably loves her deep yeah. down. He wants to be with her. Yeah. And she's sweet, and she just is just like, you know, um, I know it's you, but I'm going to answer the phone again. And I know how you're going to want to get back with me, but I, you know, we've already been down that road, and that's kind of how it became. So. Well, you and know, that's so I, I can remember when I was uh, in the dating scene and there were a couple of people that it just wasn't working out because, you know, uh, what we yeah. talked about, really what it was really, what it always came down to with me was they were jealous. And I mean, I was yeah. singing in a band sure. and I mean, the whole idea is you want people to come out and see yeah. you play. So I'm an entertainer. Sure. And if you have a problem with that right now, it's just going to get worse. Yeah, no doubt. You know, but I was the recipient of some of those yeah. drunk calls that last call. Oh, I have no doubt about that. <laughs> you know, I, I could have, we could have went on and, you know, first call after last call, you know, it could have been, could have been a lot of things, but basically because the, the way the song set up in the beginning of the song, it's like, I call my mom and dad, see how they were doing. I call my friends, da, 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 da. And then after the, after we went out and I, she was my last call of yeah. the day. Yeah. And it was after last call. That's how that song all came yeah. out. Well, Jamie, I got to tell you, I really, uh, you're my new friend. <laughs> I hope so. No, seriously. I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I I'm really enjoying this. And I feel like part of it, too, is uh, for everybody out there, I'm actually two years older than Jamie, but yeah. we're we're from the same decade. Yeah. And I don't know. There's something about um, all the things that we've experienced. Yeah. I think because of it, I can appreciate so much more where my life is sure. and the fact that I'm still here yeah. and I'm still playing music. Well, you look great. Well, you so do look, you. Well, thank you. You so don't do look you. a day and, over 40. I'm telling you. And, and, <laughs> um, and here's the thing. Uh, we still got a lot of life ahead of us. But sure. regardless, we we love life and we yeah. we appreciate every day. And, no doubt. And you got a new love in your life. And I know. You got a new marriage. And, She's wonderful. And no I doubt. think that's wonderful and beautiful. And yeah. I'm happy for you, brother. Well, thank you very much. And um, uh, I'm so glad you came by and did this well, show thank you. on your way to a gig. And I appreciate thank you. it. I, thanks for having me. I'll come back anytime. Please do. I'm gonna. Yeah. I want to get you to the sanctuary. And uh, and yeah. I don't know. You know, I'm gonna put it on my bucket list. And this way, you got to do it. I'm gonna have to sing a song with you. All right. We got to do it. Let's do it. Do Let's it. figure it out. Well, we're going to play Last Call, and I just want to say thank you guys for listening. We'll be right back, talk about what we got coming up. But this is Last Call with Jamie Richards right here on Texas Homegrown Music with yours truly, Maylee Thomas. Check on mom and dad when they ask. I say I'm okay, but inside I'm not really hang up with them. Call some friends, that's my routine daily. She's not with me, and I never see her. I know we'll talk later When the band plays their last song And the lights, they are coming on I'm dialing up her number Cause again I'm feeling tall She's my last call after last call She knows it's me Quarter to three Don't know why she Still answers I say I miss you She says I know But we've been Down that road Then I hear That dial tone and I know 
gone again But you can bet It won't be for long When the band plays their last song And the lights, they are coming on I'm dialing up her number Cause again I'm feeling tall She's my last call After last call I got to tell you, I so enjoy the time that I have to spend with these artists, these Texas artists. And um, I, I know for me, this is a really busy time of year. For those of you that know and listen to my show, you know, I run a nonprofit called Love Life Foundation. We take on an angel tree every year. and We've got 200 and I think right now it's 260 kids that we're buying for Christmas. And it is a huge undertaking so when I get a break to be able to do stuff like this and sit back and relax and listen to stories from other people it really is a nice peaceful time for me so I hope you guys will avail yourself of something that you could do for someone else this season um, whatever it is you know maybe um, maybe maybe adopt a family or maybe when you're at a grocery store and you see somebody checking out if you've got some extra money go over there and pay for their groceries do something really kind and just impromptu and I promise you you'll walk away feeling so good about your life and just about where you are in this world because it's all of us together this is about being relational and speaking of relational thank you so much for all of you that listen every week and thank you to the Guitar Sanctuary and Cadillac Pizza Pub and the Burris Injury Law for making this hour possible every week i love coming to you and sharing music with you and i'm going to continue doing as long as i possibly can and i hope you'll join me if you have someone that you want to hear on the show reach out to me mailey at texashomegrownmusic.com or go to our website and check out what we have going on we've got shake it for santa going on right now where we all a bunch of different artists from texas here uh, made a tambourine up for auction it all goes for a great charity and cause you can go to the website of um, KHYI 95.3 The Range to uh, check it out. But for right now, peace out, everybody. Love life. Get out of it what you put into it. And we'll see you next time here on Texas Homegrown Music.